I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Right. Fucking thing sucks. In five, four, three. Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast Friday Live Edition. I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. And back with me to enjoy this Friday morning. It's like brunch time, I guess. It's uh, Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. And if there's anybody that brunches, it's definitely Justin. I mean, take a look at him. I had a bowl of chili before we started this. So I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that counts as. Uh, what's going on, man? Nothing too much. Uh, tomorrow's the big day. I'll be officially 40. So officially old. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Over the hill and it's all all downhill from here, apparently. Yeah, probably about half over for you. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, oh, shit. The, the men in my family, usually it's either you live to be uh you die when you're 72, or you go on to live to be like 94. There's like not much in between. So I'm not sure which end of that I'm hoping for, honestly. Either way, I'm going to wander off into the woods before it happens. So <laughs> You're assuming that the, the world just doesn't end in 2024. <laughs> I mean, what's going to happen? What's going to happen if Donald Trump gets elected or doesn't get elected? If he doesn't get elected, probably nothing. If he does get elected, also probably nothing. <laughs> You don't think it's going to be the most important election of our lifetime? I, you know, I bet it's going to be every bit as important as 2000 and 2004 and 2008. Definitely as important as 2016. Yeah. Almost as important as 2020. I think the only one that hasn't been important over the last uh, two decades has been 2012 because it was Obama versus Mitt Romney, and who gives a fuck about that? God, that was so brutal. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, have you been following the um, what's been going on in Argentina? No, not, not a whole lot. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of on the wait and see. I'm I'm not a I'm not real sure about Malay. He says a lot of the right things, but also he seems to have some uh i don't know if handlers is the right word but he seems to have some handlers um i'm not 
I'm not 100% sure what's going on. I've, I've kind of been not trying to formulate a strong opinion one way or the other. I want to see how it see how it plays out. But it, it does sound like he's saying a lot of the right things, at least initially, with uh, getting rid of departments and stuff like that. So, Yeah, well, he eliminated a bunch of them, right? I should have pulled up that list. It was a pretty funny list. It was like every just worthless department that just by the name of it, like you could tell you just don't need this. There's so many, there's so much waste in government. It's just unfucking believable, man. Like we have a department of commerce. <laughs> just like we don't need a department of commerce. Commerce just fucking happens. It's what people do. Department of agriculture, department of energy. All this shit, dude. It's uh, it, it's pretty great to actually see him just fucking stroke a pen, though, and eliminate entire departments. And have you seen the the most recent uh, thing that's that's come out of this? He says uh, Javier Millet has announced a total crackdown on Argentine civil society, calling on armed forces to break strikes, arrest protesters, protect children from families that bring them to demonstrations and form a new national registry of all agitating organizations um that's a uh interesting move and what's going on it, i i heard he was like flip-flopping on ending their fed <sighs> i think he said he wasn't going to and then he said he, he was going to keep going back I, I, and forth well see the thing for for that was he was going to end the Fed, but then he was just basically going to roll everything over to uh, the American Federal Reserve. Like he was going to, he was going to just move everything over to to U.S. fiat currency. Um, I so I don't know that he's going to do that, and and maybe trying to fix the Fed is the better because I, I, I think that's more the strategy now is as opposed to ending it is to try to fix it um i i don't know how that works exactly <laughs> You're completely gutting the whole thing and starting over from scratch with people who actually have uh functional brains instead of keynesians but yeah oh man um what was i gonna say <laughs> they do love dollars in argentina that was like the one thing I, I remember, like some of my Argentinian friends were going back to Argentina like last year and they were they were changing everything for like, yeah, nobody takes the Argentinian peso anymore. They want dollars. And I was like, wow. I was like, you can take my dollars. <laughs> I'll take some pesos. Um, dollars just been getting fucking crushed, man. Well, and, and that's that's kind of the thing is. um I don't know that ending their Fed in the way that he was proposing doing it would have necessarily been a net positive move. So if they can do something to restructure it or or try to get it under control, that that could end up being a better solution. Like I said, I, I'm I'm kind of in the I'm on the wait and see camp with him. I I want to yeah. I want to give it a couple of years and let's let's see what he does and how it how it takes once he starts doing it. Um, because it's one thing to say all the right things on the campaign trail. It's another to actually implement like literally anything. I mean, ending a bunch of departments and cracking down on all of the insane crime and stuff like that. Those are those are some major steps in the right direction. So it it, it at least has promise. Uh, 
Yeah, you know, it's it's pretty funny with politicians because 90% of the time they never deliver on what they talk about, right? They say all these great things it, during the campaign that everybody wants to hear. And then none of it, only about 10% of it might come to fruition. And then the 10% you get sucks. It's like, go back go back to uh, 2012 with Obama, Obamacare. It was like, we're going to get you affordable health care. And they delivered. I mean, they delivered on legislation that was called the Affordable Care Act. <laughs> but what happened to everybody's care? Went straight uh, to shit. Yeah, it went straight to shit. Uh, the prices skyrocketed. You didn't get to keep your doctor. You didn't get to keep your health care plan. So it was like, yeah, all right. Technically, they delivered the name of the legislation. <laughs> but it's never like it just it always just sucks. I mean, they that's where you don't. That's where the intro's Nancy Pelosi clip. We got we have to pass the bill so we can find out what's in it. Find out what's in it, dude. I still. Is it just me or does the my, the intro to this show never get old? And people have suggested like changing it up and adding some new stuff with other Trump stuff or adding some Biden stuff. It it, it hits right. Like all of there's there's not like there's not like that Biden clip that would. Like, what are you gonna do? Put dog face pony soldier in there? Like, it, it doesn't really fit. Like, maybe some, maybe some Biden outtakes for uh for like an outro since we don't have the, a. <laughs> yeah, the one thing I would try to add for Biden, if I could, would be it's it's written in in you know you know the thing. <laughs> that would be a great one. I just you have to eliminate something because of the timing of everything and i tried right. messing with it a while ago and it's just ah, i don't know man you can't remake the mona lisa well like the clips in that they're perfect because they they kind of they go along with the theme of the show of peddling fiction they also really kind of hit the stupidity of government without being overly like they're funny but not in like a funny haha way whereas biden would be perfect for the outro and just have a bunch of like Funny haha <laughs> clips of him fumbling. Yeah, and it'll just be him. yeah, it'll just be him completely giving up on a thought or a sentence. That should be how we wrap the show. See, find some audio clips of him saying stupid shit, and I'll also find video clips of him like falling downstairs or falling over on his bicycle and stuff, and just run a montage of that while him saying dumb shit runs with the music. See, we we can figure out a nice outro that <laughs> incorporates yeah. Biden into this. I think it should just be just a really soft ending where he's talking and then he's just like, ah, never mind. <laughs> Have you seen that one video? It's it's from like 2021, I think, um, with him. I think it was a UN meeting or something. And the whole time he's just sitting there like nodding off slowly. And then he'll kind of come to and then he'll nod back off. And then somebody comes up and like puts their hand on his shoulder and he's like, what? And then he starts to nod off again. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, there, there's just so much of him just being a fucking buffoon that, uh, yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. There's just so much material that these politicians give you for a, a show like this. But we don't have a, a lot of politician. I mean, we do have some Biden stuff. I don't know if we want to lead with that. We just have a lot of goofy shit for uh, planned, I think, for this Friday because there's been a lot of stupid shit going on. Yeah, the only really serious type of thing that that we've had this week was uh, Hunter Biden was uh, subpoenaed to testify, and instead of doing that, he held a press conference and refused to go in and testify, which is 
puts him in contempt and uh and apparently also according to Corrine Jean Pierre Joe Jean knew Pierre. that he was G, Joe knew that he was going to do this knew what he was going to say when he when he did this and everything like it's uh interesting situation I, d- I don't know that anything's going to come of it this supposedly a motion to impeach or to hear articles of impeachment is moving through the house uh, for Joe Biden. All of this, all this stuff that James Comer has been working on for the last couple of years uh, seems to be coming to a head, which we've talked about that stuff off and on for the past few weeks. Um, I don't know. It's one of those things that as it develops, we'll see. It could be the it could be the scapegoat that the DNC uses to like shuttle Joe out and put Gavin Newsom in his place for the 2024 election. What um what were they complaining about like a, a week ago that he he wanted to testify and Republicans weren't letting him or something? <laughs> really, really. I didn't. I could have sworn that was the fucking talking point from like the the idiot left uh, wing of, of Twitter. Well, they gave him every opportunity, and instead he chose to uh, not do it. So, eh. yeah, yeah. I just want to see them bring him up on charges of things that I actually consider <laughs> worthy of being charged. Tax evasion, don't care. Uh, spending an insane amount, dude. Somebody needs to like compile. I, I've seen like lists lists on Twitter of like how much he fucking withdrew from ATM. It was like millions of dollars, dude. <laughs> like he went to an ATM, like it had to have been every day. Cause what's the limit? Like 400 bucks or something out of an ATM. I have no idea. Yeah. And it was just like, they did the math on how much he withdrew from ATMs. And it was like, he went, he must've gone every day for like three years and just been blowing fucking money on hookers hilarious dude the guy's a legend hookers blow not paying taxes <laughs> oh, I, and then what was it then one of the other ones was like a gun charge or something like right yeah that- oh he was like a you know did he have a criminal is, is he a felon no he just didn't have uh he didn't go through the background check or something Something like that. I don't, it's New York, so there's no telling. They're so restrictive on guns. Yeah. Yeah, just don't care. I, I don't care. It's like the, everything that they're charging Trump for. It's like the, not, none of this matters. This is not. Right. Like, why aren't we talking about the Burisma stuff? Why aren't we talking about any of the China connections? Why aren't we talking about any of the business deals? Why, Like fucking tax evasion and a gun charge and all this bullshit. Like, yeah. Where's where's the fucking meat? Right. You know, it's it's almost like they they don't they they won't charge you on things that politicians are doing that are illegal. They'll just charge politicians for doing things that are illegal if you do them. If the average Joe six pack gets a gun illegally, you're going to fucking prison. If you don't pay your taxes, you're going to fucking prison. And that's what they charge these guys with instead of actually charging them with all of the crimes, all the major crimes that politicians do. Well, and he's a fucking crackhead, so they're probably concerned that because you know while he was doing all that shit in Ukraine and China, and uh, there's also like Nancy Pelosi and a bunch of other 
high ranking politicians who have kids and grandkids who are also in China, Taiwan, Ukraine, doing all the same shit. I, we've we've talked about it dozens of times. So like the the entire reason that or one of the big reasons that uh, Ukraine never received any consideration to join NATO or anything like that is because they are widely known as being the most corrupt government in all of Europe. Like, like no, nobody even questions it. It's like, that's first of all, that's not true. I saw some, some, it was like some Joe Biden tweet about how we stand with Ukraine. And then I was like reading through the comments and this guy is like, uh, you know, not standing with Ukraine is not standing for democracy or something like that. Yeah. It's literally like the NPC talking point. And it was so good. I retweeted it or reposted it or whatever, because it's just perfect. It's exactly yeah, what you expect to hear. Uh, yes. We have to stand with Ukraine so we can protect democracy while Ukraine also suspends elections indefinitely. And uh, yeah, because democracy. Do they just not get this news? Is this like... Do they, or I don't understand the disconnect here. Well, I don't know that NBC or ABC or CNN have ever actually reported on the fact that Ukraine suspended elections. I and honestly, like how many Americans actually follow global politics enough to know when uh, other countries' elections are coming up, or you know, right, right, yeah. so, like. But it's like pretty funny that you can go and find like New York Times articles about <laughs> about how fucking shitty Ukraine was, and it's like, don't these? I thought these people read the New York Times. Did, yeah, did you see the Time Magazine one that basically was? Uh, it was kind of a conversation with a number of different Ukrainian insiders, like um, people who were close to Zelensky, saying that like he's running the country into the ground because he keeps he keeps pushing forward with this like win at all costs and at all costs is going to be like the whole country because they can't win. <laughs> it was crazy. It was a, it was a hell of an article. I've got, I've uh, actually did a, an episode. I did an episode reading the whole thing because it was one of those things that as soon as I saw it, I was like, Holy shit, this is going to get memory hold soon. Like they're, the, they're saying all of the quiet parts out loud. They're saying all the shit that we've been saying for months in the New York or in, in time magazine. Like I, I've got to get this recorded because they're gonna, <laughs> it's going to disappear here pretty quick. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is really tough just from a human perspective to take a loss. You know, nobody likes to admit when they're wrong. Nobody likes to admit when they're defeated. And it's very easy to just win it all, call it like if, you know, he's not really sacrificing anything. He's got, I'm sure he's got billions of dollars fucking stashed away somewhere and he can just fuck off when things get really, really bad. I believe Zelensky bought a $2 million uh, condo in Florida recently. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, he's, he's a public servant, so checks out. <laughs> public servants, dude. Gotta love it. Um, the, the way that government bastardizes language in order to propagandize you is, it's something, it, it's just always amazed me. They come up with all these euphemisms. Yeah, we're public servants. And then you look at them. It's like, yeah, okay, they make like 150 grand a year, 200, 200 grand a year or something like that. And that right off the bat, that's like two and a half times the average 
salary of the people that they're supposed to be serving, right? And then they're all worth 25, anywhere from like 20 million to, you know, 200 million, you name it. Public servants. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, what else we got on the docket for today? Uh, speaking of uh, politicians, you want to talk about John Fetterman becoming so uh, the <laughs> there's a a really interesting or fun Babylon B article that came out not too long ago. <laughs> that, uh, weird man becomes more conservative as he regains brain function. John Fetter or, uh, yeah John Fetterman has been bucking the uh, progressive <laughs> agenda on a number of things here lately. He's he's been kind of uh, anti-China he's uh, he's talked about a lot of different stuff that you really didn't expect from him um, and so so now we've also got he's he's just come out come straight out and said like I'm not a progressive uh, he's <laughs> he's so supporting true. Israel over Palestine not that that's necessarily I, I don't know that that's a win either way but um but it's certainly not progressive yeah he's also he's also taken a uh strong southern border and strong on uh immigration reform position like trying to not have so such a mass immigration coming in like that is such a i i did see that babylon b thing it popped up in my twitter and it was hilarious i didn't realize it was an actual like sometimes they do like a kind of like an article thing. I thought it was just like one of their little joke headlines. It would just be so funny, man, like cartoonishly funny as he <laughs> regains brain function. Oh, becomes a Republican. I haven't, uh, has he been talking at all? I've, I've just been seeing like articles and stuff and headlines. I haven't seen any videos of him come out. Um, they, they were putting him up on a lot of public speaking stuff there for a, a little while. And they seem to have backed off on that. He's still doing some interviews here and there, but it's, um, it's not as consistent. He was, he was kind of, he was kind of suffering from the, the, the Joe Biden syndrome where the more they had him out there talking, the less coherent he was sounding and the more he was struggling with stuff. So they've kind of, he, uh, they've kind of dialed back his public appearances over the last couple months. Like, you know, there was all the shit that happened back um, earlier in the year when he went into the hospital and just completely disappeared. And his wife packed up the kids and went to Canada and like all kinds of, there was all kinds of crazy uh, conspiracies and, and shit swirling around that he was dead or had another stroke or who knows what. And, uh, and then after he came back from that and kind of, got on got his feet under him they started really like running him out there and and putting him on committees and having him be like prominently speaking in in well-documented things and that wasn't going great because he couldn't hold he couldn't hold a train of thought to finish sentences or he'd get mixed up and stuff uh so so they kind of dialed it back but of late it's more been him talking like to hot mics and stuff or to, you know, reporters sticking microphones in his face more so than planned uh, him being in front of a camera type of a thing. And he seems to have 
he seems to do better in those situations and and also he's been a lot more uh conservative on a lot of issues in those situations has he is he still wearing the stupid hoodie what happened to this uh, this lax dress coat nobody's fucking goofing off anymore that was just like for a week they're all gonna wear their stupid fucking outfits and then everything's just kind of back to normal yeah i think everybody else went back to what he still wears the hoodie and everything else like he's not um he's not waxing or he's not going to uh he's not going to dress business professional or no i wouldn't expect that but like everyone else like you remember cory booker was wearing like the the gay pink outfit and like posing for the cameras and i don't know yeah it seemed to be a very short-lived uh gimmick well, um, because all the rest of them are actually professionals, like they're uh, professional what's who, you know, criminals or what have you, but they are professionals. And even even good professional criminals wear a suit like you. You know how to look the nice. best. Yeah, the best ones wear suits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the mean, low hanging least... fruit is the, the smash and grab, you know, flash mobs that go and steal a bunch of Nikes or whatever. <laughs> He could at least go like, uh, you know, use car salesman wear wear jeans and a and a sport coat. That's that's my preferred uh, dressing up. Oh God, what were you for Halloween this year? Uh, a vampire. Oh okay, yeah, you do kind of look like a vampire. I I kind of shaped up the beard and made it a little more pointy than usual. And then, yeah, yeah, have, that that works. I'm kind of tall, dark, and handsome and a little intimidating all right let's not get crazy right <laughs> all right come on what else we got oh uh, are you goofy goofy uh let's do the white house christmas thing oh okay uh <laughs> yeah let me let me get that pulled up because that goofy fucking politician shit yeah uh, which which one do you want to start with because they were like they're all kind of the same one of them i think one of them will play the same the the two videos side by side like at the same time we should do that because so apparently the bidens have done some christmas decorations or something and it's i would say it's exactly what you would expect from the Biden administration and from just where the United States is right now, culturally. And then, so somebody put together this video on the top is the Biden's fucking freak show Christmas thing. And then below it is, is Trump's version of that, what the Trump's did. And like one is like super classy (laughs) and the other one is super trashy. So go ahead and roll it. It's like like something out of like Willy Wonka or you know what it reminds me of is the fifth element. <laughs> like oh, when they're yeah. at that like party or whatever. And uh, uh, what's that black dude? Who's the black Chris, dude that was yeah, uh, Chris Rock? 
Or Chris, Rock. Uh, Chris, yeah. Chris Tucker, Chris Tucker, Chris Tucker. Chris, yeah. And he was like, he's got the, the microphone in and he's like going through this party or whatever. Reminded me of that. Yeah. It's just insane. Like the, it's a clown show. It's a fucking clown show. Whereas, whereas then you get the, you get the Trump Christmas. That's like, it looks looks like a Hallmark movie, but at least it looks yeah, like it's like elegant. It's classy. I mean, it's kind of soulless. I'll give them that. Like it's, it has like a coldness to it that you might not get with like for Christmas or something like that, mm. but it's still just like, all right. Yeah. It's, this is like how a billionaire does fucking Christmas. It's like a jewelry store, uh, Christmas commercial, you know, like, yeah. You this you're gonna buy your wife this beautiful diamond necklace or whatever like that's it gives that it gives that kind of vibe. Yeah, it definitely does. And one is just I don't know I think objectively better than the other. <laughs> like if if you didn't know right, if you didn't know which like say you take the politics out of it and you're just like all right which one of these is is like not the clown world which one of these is like a serious like what would you like to be a part of? I mean, I guess if you're like a three-year-old or something, the the colorful one with people fucking dressed up all weird would be appealing. But it's they're a, going after the kids, Justin. Aren't they always? It's a uh, it's an interesting microcosm into the the current state of our politics, though. Like that's, I, I mean, that's that's the White House. It's it is a it is a straight up freak show it's i mean look absolutely at, you know they've they've touted for all of his presidency how much diversity and all of this bullshit that they've got with the staff and biden's cabinet and all of his you know selections to different positions and everything and holy shit like you're running the country into the ground with all of your diversity like Maybe pick people who are competent and, and able to do the job. I know. We, we talk about it all the time where it's like, dude, if this is your cause, your cause is like we need more uh, people of color and minorities to be represented in, in these positions. You'd think you'd want the best person to do that so that it validates your worldview, right? You don't want to just put somebody there because they – you know, they have the right skin color or they're from the right country or something. And then they do a terrible job and you just give your opponents all this ammunition and be like, see, this is what happens. So I have a theory and I, I've posted this on Twitter uh, and it, 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 it can apply to more than just uh, women. I, I said, I believe the patriarchy sincerely does always win i i think like you see all of these movies with female leads and female directors you see all of these female ceos and vice presidents of marketing and whatever else and and all of these things that they're giving women the power to run and to do and you watch as it all just crashes and burns and fails miserably I like who put those women in those positions? A bunch of powerful men. So you give the women these positions, let them, let them fail, fail, set them up to fail miserably, and then you can be like, oh, see, sorry, yeah. ladies, back to the kitchen. At least we tried. <laughs> give like, it the old college try. If you yeah. let them fuck it up for long enough, 
like the sentiment is going to turn away from we need more inclusion and you know and the same can be applied to you know all of the diversity stuff like you keep putting all of these people in these positions don't put the ones who are qualified and deserve to be there put somebody that like just looks the part or whatever had checks all the right boxes put them in the spot let them fail miserably eventually after he gets bad enough the uh like social sentiment towards diversity and and all of this equity stuff is going to turn and people are going to be like fuck that we need to just put the right people in charge like it doesn't matter what color they are or if it's a man or a woman like no more diversity just give it to people who are qualified yeah Which well are a bunch of white dudes what i what i do love about about that video it's it's just the perfect juxtaposition of biden biden against trump you know you keep seeing i don't know if you guys have been on uh twitter lately but they'll the democratic party or national whatever it keeps posting these things be like this is what it's like under trump this is what it's like under biden they keep doing this like juxtaposition and they kind of dunk on themselves because everything they say about like trump is actually like what a lot of people want <laughs> it's like what everybody's complaining about but um it this is that it just in video form it's just like how do you how do you compare the Biden administration to the Trump administration? And it's like, there you go. Here is the video. One is absolute clown world. And like Donald Trump was supposed to be the clown. Like right. he's actually a cartoon character. He's orange. He's got ridiculous hair. Like he should be the Biden was supposed to be the return to normalcy and respect. Let's get respectability like back in the White House and all this shit. And then it's just like, here you go. Here's a bunch of fucking freak shows dancing around, dressed like fucking. Uh, I don't even know what they were dressed like. Trump what was Trump, that? Trump was going to run the country into the ground. He was going to start World War Three. He was going to do all of this other stuff. And instead, we've had more new wars and stuff that have started under the Biden administration. We've had a worse economy. Like everything, everything has been objectively worse under. Like all the things that they promised us were going to happen under Trump have actually happened under Biden. Yeah, they're they're the Jim Cramer of politics, where it's just like everything they say is the opposite of what's going to happen. It's great. Dude, it was so funny. I mean, it kind of sucked, actually, because I had some options expiring yesterday. Uh, no, they expired today. And they were in the money, right? Um, I don't know if anybody understands how options trading works, but... <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to get too far into it. Don't, but basically, don't do, yeah, don't I do needed too much inside baseball. You bore people. Yeah, I needed this. I needed this stock to be above eighty dollars a share by today, and then it's in the money, and I win the bet, right? And I before the market opened, it was at like eighty three dollars a share, and so I, I'm trading future. So I'm I'm in trades before the New York stock market actually opens. And then I ended up like jumping into a trade I, I shouldn't have at, at the 930 open. And so I'm dicking around with that. And I ended up closing it for, for break even. And then I just like went back to, to my room and I was like scrolling on my phone. And I see a fucking Jim Cramer tweet from like 40 minutes ago. And it was like, here we go <laughs> with like fucking exclamation points. And I was like, oh shit, the market's going to tank. <laughs> I better get back and close out my options. And I get back and of course... They're, they're still at $83 a share. And so I'm going in and by the time I pulled it up on my, uh, my computer and everything and, and closed out the options, it was, it was down to 82 40 or something. And then I was like, what did it, 
what did it fucking open at? And it went, it opened, it like gapped up to 84. And Kramer's like, here we go. <laughs> and then, but I have to thank him because he at least reminded me to uh, close out the option position before it went fucking completely in the shitter. <laughs> But that is that is the Joe Biden, the Biden administration, the Democratic Party, I think, are the the Jim Cramers of politics, Russia collusion. Everything they say is the opposite. Everything they blame on Republicans will inevitably be what happens under their watch. I'm trying to remember. I think it's there's there's one of those like leftist uh, accounts that post stuff all the time of like look at this terrible thing that Trump did or look at this great thing that Biden did. And it's like, is this actually a troll account? Like, are they actually fucking with us? Like, is, are they playing? I think it's, I think it might be occupied Democrats. It's either occupied Democrats or the other 99%. I think it's occupied Democrats on Twitter. It's like, are they, have they been just like playing this long con of a troll game? Because they'll post stuff of look at this terrible thing Trump did. And it's like, um, yeah, that looks pretty good or this look at this great thing that the democrats did it's like like even the way you word it it sounds terrible <laughs> like yeah uh, i'm almost really positive amazing. occupied democrats is is just a, a some right-wing troller that would be amazing that would be fucking epic <laughs> oh god all right what else we got we got some fun stuff for today i i must apologize to the listeners I do not have a shithole Chicago segment planned for today. Yeah, Nothing well, popped up in my feed. Make up for it next week. I mean, we're getting close to Christmas. There's bound to be something crazy happen over the weekend. Yeah, it, maybe it's getting cold there, so everybody's just hibernating. I don't know. Oh, so uh, one of the little things that I had sent you thought is uh, interesting, maybe since we were talking about Russia and Ukraine and some of that stuff, <laughs> the ex FBI Intel chief who investigated Trump and Russia. collusion, <laughs> Dude, I had that, I had that pulled up. It's like in one of my tabs, I was like, this is just too fucking hilarious, man. We have to bring this up. Thank you for remembering. <laughs> you don't even have to read the, like, this is the, one of the things where it's okay to just read the headline, just read the headline. I, yeah, I'm okay with that. Because even the article, even the article, like I did read the article, it it just tells you all the things that we've been saying for uh, you know since 2016, like the uh, Trump, yeah, but the Trump so, Russia collusion was. Read uh, the article. Read the the headline again, because I think you started laughing, and then I kind of cut you off. So for the the listeners who aren't watching the video, ex FBI intel chief who investigated Trump Russia collusion gets four years in prison for colluding with Russia. And there you go. <laughs> that is that is where we are. This is just a great uh, microcosm for the United States. It, it gets better, actually. He may even face a longer sentence under a second indictment for hiding $225,000 in payments from a former Albanian intelligence officer. Well, what so he, the... was take, he was taking bribes on top of it. What did the check memo say, though? Did it just say it was a loan repayment? Because then he's in the clear. <sighs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, this is just a, a great timeline to be alive in. 
I don't know when we switched over to this fucking clown world that we're in, but this is just it's too it's just too good. Like all of the people who tried to push Russiagate actually were the ones who were colluding and working with Russia. All of the people who supposedly debunked Pizzagate uh, went to jail for raping children and distributing child porn. Uh, like, I mean, and and they all come from a particular side of the aisle. So, isn't it a like? It can't be this easy where it's just like everything they say is just the roadmap of what they're doing. It's like it's projection on a level I've never fucking seen before. It's crazy. Oh no, Pizzagate's totally it's total bullshit. It's been debunked. It's like yeah, and then the guy that supposedly debunked it. Uh yeah, molesting children. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, and and you know, like it was never actually debunked. Like they never did disprove it. All they did was say Oh, this couldn't be true. There's no way. That's not happening. Yeah, they just assert it. They just uh, like I see it. I see it all the time on the anytime I catch a news like a corporate press thing. This big. We haven't seen any evidence of Joe Biden corruption. There's no evidence. They just say it. There's no evidence. There's no. Evidence. And then they just repeat it, and then the the NPCs just you know the, the chip just gets switched in the back of their head, and they're like, "There's no evidence. There's no evidence." And they just fucking, yep, you just assert it and you don't have to back anything up. And when they, when they assert like uh, an accusation on somebody else, again, they don't need any evidence. <laughs> you're just, you're guilty and until you're proven innocent. And then once, when you're inevitably proven innocent, like a few months later or something and your life's been ruined, no apology, no nothing. And then when you do start getting evidence that all the things you've been saying were legit and you weren't just some kooky conspiracy theorist, uh, they completely ignore that. That's that, that can't be true. Like there's, there's no way that, uh, that, that yeah, the great. more doses of the COVID, excuse me, the more doses of the COVID-19 vaccine you get, the higher your chances of dying are. <laughs> that couldn't be true. Could it? If the vaccine was helpful in reducing all-cause mortality, you would see that the more doses a region, you know, state state of Vermont or Maine or, or Hawaii or you know Connecticut or something, some place that's pretty highly vaccinated, you would see lower levels of mortality year over year because people got more vaccines than in other places, which we didn't do as much for whatever reason, um, and you would see a, an improvement and you would see a line that slopes down to the right. Instead, when we did that analysis, and we cut it a number of different ways, we did it by different type of city and region, and, and we did it by uh, age group as well. So, right. so we did some thoughtful to make sure there wasn't a bias in it. But no matter which way you do it, what you end up seeing is, is the chart goes, the line that you create, a regression line, goes up and to the right, which is to simply to say that the more doses on average you have in a region within the United States, the bigger increase in mortality that region has had in 2022 when compared to 2021. And so that is a aggregate statistical tool that largely, I mean, it exactly confirms the conclusion out of the UK data. It's a different way of doing it. It's a totally different data set, but ultimately it leads to a very similar mathematical conclusion. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Well, and uh, like, but he's like not he a said, scientist, Justin. He's not a scientist. Why well, are we like trusting said, him? 
like he he mentioned the uh, the UK data. You've also seen a similar thing from the Israeli data before they just stopped reporting that. Uh, you like everywhere was reporting similar data, and then they just like stopped talking about it. Like you're not you're not allowed to talk about that anymore. No. In fact, uh, I believe we're investing in new vaccines. Three more new vaccines or something. It's a fucking stupid video from Biden. Yeah, did he actually uh, did he actually manage to finish a coherent thought? This I don't time? think so. No, I I think it was like mislabeled, but he's taking on big pharma. I remember that. <laughs> Does he know what he's doing? No, look at this. Look at just principle. You shouldn't pay a highest price in the world for drugs that your tax dollars have already helped create. We're already begun to secure fair pricing clauses and contracts for new COVID vaccines, three new COVID vaccines. And we recently proposed that when a drug company prices drugs so high that Americans can't afford them, and those drugs were created by the American tax dollars, the federal government can step in and allow other companies to make and sell that same drug for less because they did it here. This is all part of my administration's work to promote competition across our economy, to lower costs, to raise wages, and improve care. Last week, we announced new steps to crack down on anti-competitive practices in healthcare. And we're going after what we call junk fees, like junk health insurance plans. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, you know what we need, Justin? Uh, I think this is the one thing that the, the U.S. government's probably missing that will solve a lot of problems. We need a department of competition. At least a committee or a super committee. Uh, they're going after junk fees and, and junk insurance. Uh, the same junk insurance that the Affordable Care Act created. Huh. Literally, like they, they create this environment where there's no competition, where there would be otherwise. There otherwise would be competition. And then they get fucking mad. Because there's no competition. We're going to step in and we're going to create competition. It's like, again, you don't need to create competition. Competition will be there if you just get out of the way. It's very, very simple. It's a very simple principle, the way he starts the video. <laughs> His principle is if the taxpayers help create something, uh, they shouldn't have to pay the highest price in the world or something like that. It's like, I have an even simpler principle. Uh, get the fuck out of the way and let the market uh, determine the price of things. It works for everything else. Right? Generally speaking. Yeah. When, there's, when there's no interference, like government interference in these markets, it fucks everything up. Like nothing they've actually really gotten heavily involved in. Has the price gone down at all, ever? Housing education, healthcare, the list goes on and on. They keep trying to intervene and the, the prices keep going higher and higher. And decade after decade, the politician gets back up there and he's like, the price of healthcare is too damn high. Well, I'm going to bring the cost down. You did an excellent episode back a few years ago on, uh, on the cost of college and college tuition and how like since they've started uh, since <clears throat> the federal government got involved in college and student loans and stuff like that, like everything just went exponentially up and up and up. It's like, yeah, dude, the price of, I forget exactly what the number was, but it was like 
a Harvard education from like 1830 to 1875 or something didn't change. It didn't go up at all. <laughs> and then when it did start to go up, it went up like, uh, you know, 3% or something like that. I forget the exact numbers, but it was like practically nothing. And then the government steps in to make college more affordable. And now it's going up 10% a year, twice the rate of inflation that they'll admit to. Yeah, it's just, it's bonkers, man. I, I don't understand like how many more times does a politician, does the government have to get involved in a problem and make it not just a little worse, exponentially worse, exponentially worse, like on a magnitude that you almost can't even imagine. How many more times do they have to get involved in these problems where we, you just sit back and you're like, hmm, maybe the government's not the answer to this problem. Should we try something else or do we just want to do the, the stereotypical um, insanity thing of the same mistake over and over and over again, expecting a different result? What's next? We're getting uh, we're getting close to to Christmas. When do you, when are you gonna be doing your traveling? I fly out on the twenty third, and I fly back on the twenty eighth. Well, hopefully you uh, won't be sitting next to this young lady on your flight. Well, uh, it's I, not gonna matter anymore. I don't I don't know if you can sit next to her she'll have all of the seats in the aisle so right so southwest airlines is praised for customers of size policy that allows overweight flyers to purchase one seat and get another seat free and here we here we go so now fat fuck these morbidly obese people are just gifted a free seat there's a. I sent you a video of this lady actually doing it. I have. Yeah. I have morbidly long legs. I should get the seat in front of me. I should get a free seat. That way, I can hang my feet over the seat and and have room for my legs. I, I feel like that's the like that's the way we're doing this, right? Yeah. Play this. Hey, hey, um, I'm helping to use your um, customer size policy today. Customer size policy. It's hard to hear her because she's wearing a fucking N95 mask. Okay, thank you so much for your help. Health. Yeah. Can you have a seatbelt extender, please? Thank you very much. Seatbelt extender. No shame whatsoever. Okay. I, I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. So now. The price of my ticket is going to go up to fund this, right? The price of everybody's ticket has to go up now because they have to give, what, 40% of America an extra seat? How many, like, what's the obesity rate? It, it's fucking off the charts. Yeah. I'm serious, though. As a tall person, I should get a second seat. Uh, it's not, in fact, it's not even my fault that my legs are abnormally long. Those motherfuckers have control over how fat they are. I can't control how long my legs are. This it, pisses it, me off. Yeah. I I am still absolutely livid that I have to... Dude, 
if my suitcase is overweight by like five pounds or something, you know, they have, they charge you an extra thing. I want to, I want people to be weighed with their luggage. I should be able to check like six back. If that fucking lady gets on with a carry on, I should be able to check like six bags of luggage for free. <laughs> I should be able to pack up my entire life onto the fucking plane. <laughs> like what the fuck dude she weighs i don't know three she's probably coming in at like 375 it's kind of hard to see because she has like the phone down below her uh her turkey neck but thankfully she's wearing her mask because you know covid i mean i guess she does have a lot of comorbidities there isn't it amazing how it's always these like massively fat fucks that are always wearing a mask yeah it's just like, dude, get. Why don't you just get in shape? <laughs> Instead of putting, it's it's like the equivalent of putting a bandaid on like a fucking gunshot wound or something. It's just like, yep, here we go. Here's my bandaid. It'll fix it. Unbelievable, man. They so they're just, dude. We need to bring back shaming in America. This is like a lot of what's wrong with the country, is that. We, we don't shame people anymore. There, that chick was not ashamed at all. Like, dude, if I was fat, I'd be too embarrassed to be like, can I, uh, you know, I, can I take advantage of your fat customer policy and then ask for a seatbelt extender? Like, dude, when I got to that point, I'd be like, fuck, dude, I have to, <laughs> it's time to make some life changes. I remember there was this episode of the King of Queens where like uh doug didn't realize that his his wife she always buys him clothes or whatever and she had to switch over to like the big and tall store <laughs> and he's like he's like when did i when he finds out he's just like when did i make the switch <laughs> from just like a regular extra large like a big and tall or like however the sizes work and uh and it was just you could just see how fucking deflated he was and i think he starts like getting back in shape after that like that's your signal where if you f qualify for the free fucking seat because you're so goddamn fat um even before that the seatbelt extender another good indication man. like those seatbelt things are so big man <laughs> she asked for the seatbelt extender uh like back Back earlier in the year in January or February, I got in my truck to go to work and went to buckle my seatbelt and it pinched my fat roll. And that was when I realized, oh shit, I've started to I've started yeah, to let myself got a little go. spare tire. And nip after, it in the bud. And after that I started running and working out every day. And I I went from uh I'd gotten up to two thirty-five, which is the heaviest I'd ever been. And Within a couple months, I was back down to about 205, 210. And that's uh, that's where I'm staying right now. It's about two about 210. But like get it doesn't take a lot to get in shape. I mean, shit, just once you start making an effort, it gets you're easy. Gonna, yeah, and you're gonna feel so much better about yourself. I yeah, it's kind of disgusting. I, I just yeah, well. Not just not just physically, but like the mindset of those people to just like there's no shame. There's no shame in it. We need to start shaming people. Like where are you, especially if you care about them? Like somebody I cared about, I would never 
allow them to get to that point. Do you, I remember seeing this post. I don't think it was on Twitter. It was on like some other site that I would go to. And this guy, so this, this guy was getting really fat and his best friend called him a fat, texted him fat fuck every day. You fat fuck every single day. Dude, the guy lost like 300 fucking pounds. That's what a fucking friend does. He doesn't be like, oh yeah, here's your seatbelt extender and here's your extra seat. No, I care about you, dude. I'm not going to let you just eat yourself to death, you fat fuck. And he texted for like every day for like a year. He just texted him, you fat fuck or something like that. I, my, son, my son is overweight and I absolutely give him hell every single day. And he has started to some very minor extent to work out a little bit. He like, we, we got to change the diet. Otherwise, none of it's going to help anything. But like. He has started to show some interest in working out a little bit, and uh, but I'm I'm going to continue to give him hell until he loses about fifty pounds. Like I'm yeah. I'm not letting up. I'm not I'm not I am not the uh, the parent you come to if you're looking for sympathy and kindness and yeah. and, war- and warmth. That's uh, not the that's not the, the father's role. That ain't my that ain't my job, dude. You should because you got all that fucking meat in the freezer, dude. He should just go go. Uh, like carnivore diet or whatever it's called do the primal the primal thing for like three weeks dude i bet you he'll drop half that weight eat without even trying to do anything it just cut out the fucking carbs and the sugar i have the problem that i have to share him with his mother and so that oh that, yeah you lose you lose control <laughs> yeah that that kills my efforts like that for but four yeah, days we can do good and then for four days he, he's going to have absolutely no uh yeah. No structure whatsoever. And step so, back. Yeah. yeah Dude, I I did that. I did that. Whatever it was called. Primal 21 day challenge or something. I lost 25 pounds. That's, I got a buddy that um, he's. So you've met me in person. Some of the other listeners have like, I'm not short. Uh, I've got a, a buddy that I work with that he's a little bit taller than I am. And at his heaviest, he was like 420 pounds, like massive dude. Um, he has started doing the carnivore diet and a, uh, work. I'm trying to remember what the name of it is. It's a specific like workout routine. Um, but it involves certain amount of cardio, certain amount of lifting, and then also like reading every day. Like that's part of it is you, you work out and you read and then you do the carnivore diet and he's lost like 80 pounds in the last six months, six or seven months. And his goal um, so like I said, at his, at his peak, he was like 420. He's trying to get down to like 260 and, uh, like, and he's, he's already, he's already lost 80 pounds and he's started, I think, I think this month he started upping his running. He wants to, he's not trying to like do good or anything. He just wants to complete a marathon in 2024. So he started like up in his running and, and working on his cardio more to, to be able to just finish a marathon. And he, he's trying to talk me into doing that with him. And don't, don't participate in marathons. They're gay, but my ankles can't, my ankles can't do it. Uh, yeah. Like I physically can't hold up for that much distance, but that is, I, I dude, imagine dropping 80 pounds. That's like a fucking, <laughs> like a, a full, full gear rucksack or something in the military, like with everything, all your food for like a week. That's crazy, man. 
That's just a crazy amount of weight. You must feel so much better. Oh, he he looks like he looks immensely better. He carries himself better. Like you can you can tell not just like physically, but the way he the way he walks and the way he just he's probably a lot more proud of himself too yeah yeah i mean like he's he's accomplishing a goal he's made really good progress and yeah now it's like well i dropped 80 i can do i can do another 80 right halfway there or some yeah about well not quite but yeah he's a third of the way there hell yeah um Right, got to bring bring back the shame, fat shaming, slut shaming, all this stuff. I think uh, society would be far better off. Doing away with bullying was a a great disservice to society. Yeah, yeah. All right, we got got a couple more uh, goofy things. Right, we still got the honey boo boo thing, and then there was oh. another journalist and the guy and the singer. We got three trifecta. Yeah, let me uh where was the sing there's the singer. So we've got some uh one of those the close up video is better because the 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 one that's like sort of zoomed out, it's like way too they play like a minute of the song, which the song is terrible, so we don't really need to hear all that. If you pull it up, I'll be able to tell you which which one's good. All right. Let's see. Tell me if it's this one right here. Uh, that's the bad one, I think. Yeah. So that's the this is the good one. Yeah, that one. All right. Let's so this is it. where is this guy from? Is it Brazil or? Uh. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's right. Um. We'll say yeah, Brazilian yeah. Brazilian singer Pedro Henrique collapses and dies suddenly during a live performance. Okay, go ahead and roll it. And down goes Frazier. He's 30 years old or something? I think it said 33. Okay. Perfectly normal. And yeah. Everybody's just stunned. Like, holy shit. Yeah, it looks like it's almost part of the performance or something. And he just dies. Okay. I'm sure it's a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just like this one's probably also totally a coincidence. The journalist who advocated that unvaccinated should be put in concentration camp also dies suddenly at age 33. Excellent. Yeah, Canadian journalist. Uh, he had a bunch of. <laughs> he advocated for a lot of really fucked up stuff for people that didn't want to take the the jab. And yeah, he just uh, died suddenly. I, I love how we don't even get like. There's no like follow up autopsies or anything. Like nobody's even interested in what's causing all these died suddenly things. It's probably just climate change. Did you see the? There was a statistic like official official cause of death uh, in 2022. The the largest official cause of death in 2022 was unknown. 
I did not see that. Yeah. How do they not know? Can't they they open? <laughs> you know how they don't because they don't want to know. <laughs> it's like the bird box. They just <laughs> can't see anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, dude. Yeah. The, the number one cause of death was unknown, unknown causes. Like, man, like, you know, magically yeah. the flu just disappeared in 2020 and then came back and magically like nobody knows why anybody's dying anymore. They just be dropping dead for no reason. Yeah, it's uh, well, yeah, as long as we don't know, we can't cast blame where blame should be. But I think people know. I think people are starting to figure this out. Well, uh, Honey Boo Boo, that's from Tuesday. That, that's the trifecta. Yeah, yeah. This is the final proof that you need. I was say, rounding it out. Honey Boo Boo's uh, sister. Honey Boo Boo's sister died at the young age of 29 in what appears to be a case of turbo cancer. Anna Turbo cancer. Uh, wait, before you continue, never heard of that before. Before 2020, before 2021, there was, was there a, such a thing as turbo cancer? Had that ever been uttered out of anybody's mouth? Was that a thing? I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I'd never heard it before. Oh, I got, what kind of, I got the turbo cancer, man. <laughs> oh, it's like, hey, you just diagnosed it late or something. She but it's usually been, like in older people, you know, it's like 70 and you, you missed your, uh, you know, your, your checkup or something. And so the cancer spread like really far. But this is just like it goes from zero to stage four in, you know, a matter of weeks. Yeah, she Continue. had been diagnosed with adrenal carcinoma in January and had stage four cancer at the time of her death just uh, a couple weeks ago, a week or, week or two ago. Okay. And and what's crazy is there were a bunch of those quacky, you know, goofy conspiracy theorists, doctors, actual fucking doctors who were saying that this mRNA stuff causes uh, causes like cancerous type things actually changes your uh, changes like genetic makeup on stuff, which has also been verified over the last three weeks. Um, there was an article about that, that they're finding that uh, people vaccinated with these mRNA vaccines are actually experiencing genetic alterations um, that kidney and liver failure are also common. The um, obviously the heart, heart problems uh, like, what was another one like crystallization in the lungs was another thing that came up uh, like and, and, and even um, even the commercials that they run. Like I was I was sitting around watching football a couple weekends ago and there was a Pfizer commercial for one of their new covid vaccines or covid boosters or whatever. And like in the warnings at the end, they even say it could cause myocarditis and pericarditis. Like they're not even hiding it anymore. They're and it, dude. I think one of the strongest arguments for it, if you're just taking a step back and looking at what's been going on, is that 
this kind of experimental gene therapy, the, the fact that it has so many different ways of killing you, I think speaks volumes as that like you're, you're putting this fucking thing in and it's going crazy inside of you. It's not just one thing. It's not just myocarditis. It's like sometimes you get turbo cancer. Sometimes your, your lungs crystallize. Like, what? It's like Jesus, dude. And then remember like those, those pictures of like all those blood clots that uh, mortuaries were pulling out of people. Massive fucking blood clots. And it's happening to young people. Yeah, that's great. We have absolutely no idea why people who took five experimental vaccines in 24 months are dying suddenly. Yeah, then PCs. It's just the fact that like it can attack you in, in so many different ways, I think is very indicative that it's doing something. Like it is the, the vaccine that's doing this and it's mutating your fucking DNA or something that can call that can have various ways of of uh getting you oh yeah how's uh how's pierce morgan doing pierce morgan has vades vaccine acquired immune deficiency syndrome and that was another one of those things that people were were giving war were warning about was that this stuff that these uh vaccines were causing what is effectively aids and in fact there was like there was a time where the, the the doctors were literally prescribing AIDS medication to people who had had the vaccines. It's like, um, I remember I, that. What? What? They're like, we don't think that it gave you AIDS, but just in case, here we're gonna here take this. Take some AIDS medicine. Yeah, and again, this was this is one of the things that some of those doctors, the actual the actual you know doctors that were silenced and and kicked off of platforms and everything, were warning about that this is going to fuck up your immune system and you're not going to be able to fight off anything. Right. The actual doctors, not like the 120 grad students who signed a petition to have Joe Rogan taken off Spotify, but actual, actual practicing like PhDs who have written papers and done research and continue to do research. Like those were the people that were saying, this shit might be bad. The yeah. like every time you man, every time there would be this oh, five hundred experts want Joe Rogan taken off of Spotify, or five hundred experts want this or that. If you go through the list, a third of the experts were fucking podcasters. Not the <laughs> hey, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> but like, like the actual the actual scientists, and then and then the ones that. That were uh, that were the science the sci- you know the science that we were supposed to trust were a bunch of grad students or even uh, some of them were like um, like medical student undergrads like you they don't you don't count you have not done anything with your life you don't know your ass from a hole in the ground like yeah it's <laughs> dude. But you just you get to you throw the label out there, experts or whatever, and people just yeah, we trust the experts. That's right. Hey, we we're experts. Goddamn right. I got a better track record, I think. <laughs> right? <laughs> I put mine up against anybody, any other expert. Um and I, you know, I don't claim to be, you know, I'm not no genius or anything. I'm just I have a little just a little bit of common sense, I think. 
can can put you on the right side of of all these issues. All right, we got uh, is it anything else today? I believe that's it. I think I've run that's through it. all of them. All right, because yeah, we're coming up on time here. All right. Well, uh, you got anything going on this weekend besides you got your big birthday? That's that's it. That is it. my plan. My plan is to uh, here this afternoon. I'm going to go pick up my kids and I'm heading to my parents house for the weekend and hopefully going to hang out with some friends and family and uh, drink enough bourbon to forget that I'm getting old. Yeah. So uh, go ahead and so, uh, send Justin um, some <laughs> shaming texts about being old yeah shame him for being 40 now <laughs> you're, you're not that far away there buddy I, yeah no i got about a year almost <laughs> i'm hanging on <laughs> but uh yeah well have a have a very happy birthday i'll uh probably won't talk to you maybe i'll, I'll shoot you a little shameful message about how old and decrepit you are I appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, enjoy your weekend, everybody. We will be back on Tuesday. So next week, we're going to have our regularly scheduled programming. And then we're going to fuck off until the new year, I think. So um, we will uh, we'll see you Tuesday. I got n nothing really going on uh, that's worthy of mentioning. So just until then, guys, you know what to do. Keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.